study and then from the podcast review here well the aim of this podcast is so that people will learn the habit of looking closely to their bible whatever translation they want in whatever you know format they want but they should be reading their bible and that's the aim of this podcast seen how Job's calamity or crisis like I like to say is reminiscent of the common crisis every man passes through at one time or the other there are things that calls our attention to very pertinent questions questions like did God do do it where was God when this was happening to me? Why did God allow this? Did God allow this because of my sins? Is God punishing me for my sins? What did I do so wrong to warrant this from God? Well, the common thing about all the questions I've mentioned above is the fact that there is God in crisis. Now, our understanding of what God is also helps us to understand what He occupies or which position He occupies in the midst of our crisis. And we've said it in in the last two podcasts or so that God can either be the cause punishing our sins God can just be unconcerned, standing aloof and looking at us in our calamities, or God is in the midst of our crisis, feeling our pains, our troubles, our fears, our anguish, and bearing with us in that problem or crisis that we are facing. God is feeling that same thing we are facing and he is working hard ways to help us emerge victoriously. So we've mentioned this. You'd also notice that that Job and his friends have a common ground and the common ground is God's sovereignty. Both of them have the theology of God's sovereignty which means God is in everything. There's a song we sing, you are everything, everything is you. So they both believe that God is in everything, whether good or bad. And uh, they, to a reasonable extent, believe that God does everything. So whatever happens to man is a direct consequence of God's action. That is their common ground. Now, their point of divergence is God's justice. 
while Job's friends were of the opinion that God was just and righteous and that whatever he does was righteous, Job was of the other opinion that God was not a just person or if he was just at all, he was not always a just person. And he he did this using himself as an example. He felt God's justice should not have warranted his present condition. If God was truly just, if God says he's the just person he is, then he should not have allowed me to pass through this problem. Well, at another time, Job was reasoning with his friends. Maybe it is possible I have not been perfectly just. Maybe I have had some times when I slipped and allowed my mistake overwhelm me. But God should have had mercy on me. God should not have allowed me to pass through this problem. That's their point of divergence. Justice. Just friends were of the opinion that God is always just. While Job was saying, God is not always just. And this was the reason for the back and forth argument from for all, almost 30 chapters or so in the book of Job. Such an interesting conversation between Job and his friend. Now, well, we've also talked about how it was not okay when Job's friends were more about proving their theology and philosophy than feeling and empathizing with Job's condition. We said that it shouldn't be for us. We know more than they do. We've learned so much from them. We shouldn't repeat their mistakes. That when people are passing through a particular problem, we should first be sensitive to their needs. What is this person lacking at this time? What does he need the most? And in most cases, I can tell you that what most people need is comfort. They need comfort more than they need uh, a reason to justify their present condition. Even people who do bad and suffer the bad things they do need more comfort than they need, you know, chastisement. Maybe they will need chastisement later, but in that crisis, they need more comfort and more reassurance of God's help. And to the best of my ability, this is who God is, is the one that comforts people. You know, when Jesus was leaving, he told his disciples that he was going to send another comforter, which means Jesus himself was a comforter. So in his earthly ministry, his presence in the disciples' life and in others who follow him was more comfort. So that Jesus understood that in this life we are going to need comfort. He told his disciples that in this life you'll have tribulations because you're going to stand for what is right. The world stands for what is wrong, but you stand for what is right. So you are going to suffer a lot of persecution and tribulation from the world. But in me, share up, you have my comfort. So God understands 
comfort more than many of us do and he comforts us in our tribulations that's what paul says god who comforts us in our tribulations and our problems so it's very important but what about god's justice you know we've said that the point of disagreement between job and his friends was whether god was just or not just well we who have lived thousands of years later realize so much that god is a just god and god's justice is not according to what's justice the world kind of justice is similar to that kind of justice obtainable in the law where there is an high for an high it means if you removed someone's high your own own high should be removed if you cut someone's hand, your own hand should be cut. That's the logical way of justice. But when Jesus came, he gave us a new idea about what justice is. Jesus said, if someone slaps your right cheek, you should turn the left to him. Now what that means is that you should not in any way retaliate. Wow. <laughs> that's so so interesting so you mean that if someone should come now and slap me i shouldn't return my own yes exactly that was what jesus was saying he even went he even went further to say in the sermon on the month the popular sermon on the month that if god who is our father pours down his blessings both on the good and the evil people he said we should be like him we should therefore be perfect even as our heavenly father is perfect so god's perfection in reality is god not repaying evil for evil and jesus himself showed this very act when he came you know jesus was brought before the councils of the elders in the land of Israel was brought before the Roman governor. At every point in time, Jesus had the ability to raise a revolt against those who were persecuting him. Jesus had that opportunity, both physical and spiritual ability, to retaliate, and that would be very just for him since it was he was doing heat in defense but see what he did the bible says he was brought as a sheep before asherahs and he was dumb wow you know it even happened that peter who was a disciple of his you know took out sword and caught the disciples face disciples here rather Jesus had to scold him. Well, would you blame Peter? Peter was trying to act in defense of Jesus. He was trying to save his master from being taken by unruly people. Yet he received scolding from Jesus. Jesus told him that he should not do that. He said, those who live by this world, die by this world. Now, God's justice <laughs> is not an high for an high because he who's, who lives by the sword will also die by the sword. It is a natural law and Jesus confirmed it. So if you have seen any institution 
or any government or any empire that he might as a result of war as a result of revolt as a result of you know coup they also will be removed that same way if not more terrible that is how the world system is but Jesus is telling us he said blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth those who allow people shit them they are the ones that will inherit the heart that's a, a complete antithesis of what we are used to we are used to and high for an eye we are used to taking dominion by force we are used to subjugating other people to emerge as in the top but Jesus says no you have to be meek before you inherit the heart. And Jesus was not the kind of do as I say and not do as I do. He, he showed us an example when he died for us. Jesus died in the hands of wicked men. He did not resist. Wow. I still can't phantom what it means in its fullest form till now. But it is such a great, great lesson for us. Jesus died, but you see, if he had just died, we would have said evil prevailed. Man's evil has always prevailed, so man's evil prevailed on Jesus. No, but Jesus was raised from the dead, which means God's good has finally overcome man's evil. Just like he taught us, he said, overcome evil with good. The good that Jesus did was not revenging. And in that act of not revenging, Jesus overcame evil. Hallelujah. And that's that kind of God that we have today. The one that has won our hearts, not by coercing us or manipulating us, but by showing us his sacrificial love. And we who have received his love today are admonished to work in that same regard. I hope this podcast has blessed you. Thank you for joining me. And I appreciate all those who have been, who have been giving me feedback. Thank you very much. Tomorrow should be another day by God's grace. Have a wonderful day.